Yeah, I, I mean, February or something like that. I'm oh, let me tell you a quick Elvis thing. story. Yeah, let me tell you a quick Elvis story. Because so we went to uh, RCA Studio oh, B yes. or some shit. Like that. This was the day before the CMAs, right? It was. We we landed at like 10 a.m. and at like 1:30 we're touring the studio, and then after we went to the Country Music Hall of Fame. So we go through this studio. Elvis had recorded like 220, 250 songs, some shit like that, in this studio. Yep. They take you through the front lobby and yada, yada. You go actually in the studio. There's still black electrical tape on the ground. But this is where the best acoustics are. Boom. This is where he sang this song, and they did this, and they did this. The story I got out of the whole tour. Just so people know that Elvis actually recorded something like 1,700 songs. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. There, I mean, I think I sent you a picture of like all the songs that yeah. he did that were in this studio, yeah. right? You can put that up on the Facebook or I'll send it to you again or whatever. So he was going to do Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You. Mm-hmm. He's going to record this song, right? It goes up, it goes up, it goes up. It's the night before he's supposed to go record the song. And his asshole, I haven't watched a movie, and I don't know, because I'm not an Elvis fan. Oh, you haven't watched the Elvis movie yet? No, I haven't watched a movie. But from what they said, his asshole manager calls up Dolly Bearden the night before he's supposed to go record the song and says, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, anything Elvis records... He owns 50% of the rights. Mm-hmm. Dolly said, kiss my ass. And she said, nope. Mm-hmm. Ain't doing it. So pulled the plug. He performed that song one time. And he performed that song one time on the steps of the courthouse to Priscilla after they signed their divorce papers. Oh, no shit. I just got And he sang that song to her on the fucking courthouse steps. Oh, yeah. So, um. And, 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 quick side note story. Whiskey Sessions. I don't know what the other song, I can't remember what the other song was, but the tour guide lady told us that fucking he did something and Whitney Houston's mom was a backup singer for him way in the day oh her aunt um sicily is that right yeah like sissy or something it's her is it something like that it's her is her mom or her aunt something and he makes her uncomfortable like three times during the thing it's six degrees of kevin bacon all the way around you're right because her her aunt is like dion warwick and so her mom is sissy like yeah you're right yeah. Um, Elvis Presley, Whitney. There's six degrees of Kevin Bacon around there someplace. But he was going to do that song, but Dolly Sissy wanted Houston. to give it up. Sissy Houston. Yes, you're totally correct about that. I, I do remember that. And um, in in Priscilla's, Priscilla Presley's, I think it's in her autobiography. So I, so, you know, when I was listening to a bunch of books, I listened to her book. I listened to Linda Thompson, who's one of Elvis's girlfriends. I listened to her book. She was also married to Bruce Jenner when he was Bruce Jenner. Oh, how does that work? She was Bruce Jenner. Um, (laughs) And, uh, 
swing the V. But 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 as, but as, <laughs> I can't, I'm just gonna pretend like I don't even know. <laughs> but I, but <laughs> I can't Made myself laugh. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Whiskey sessions. This is like um, MTV right. unplugged, right? <laughs> Unplugged with Kurt Cobain, but different. <laughs> yeah, a little less illegal drugs. Yeah, um, no hair wrong. <laughs> right. No, smaller needles. No, I'm just kidding. Um, now, see, well, now, I'm, B. <laughs> now I'm all distracted. <laughs> I'm out. I have a doctor's appointment next week. Thank God, because I'm like, I need my vitamin B so bad. I'm out. Um, when I heard that story, I thought of you. I was like, whoa, i got to be able to piece the story back together and tell Tana because she'll appreciate this because she's an Elvis fan. It's true, yes. And I wish that I could remember all these little details. But I think, I feel like you should watch the Elvis movie because um, it's it's very, it's well done. Although there are, you know, parts that, it's obviously done for entertainment purposes but so much of it is true and so many people have come out and said yeah what Baz Luhrmann did is is actually everything I've heard was his manager was a fucking dick Colonel Tom Parker we had a dog we had a dog named Colonel Parker he was yeah I heard his manager was an ass I don't know I have no clue I'm it's not my wheelhouse but I might watch I might watch it just to follow up on that story and knowing that you're a fan just to kind of get a piece of it, but, whatever. Elvis just ain't my jam. But you know what, though? If we're going to go to Memphis in February, just just you got to have a little bit of the information. Like you have no, a, I don't you disagree. Have the start of it. I don't it. disagree. And some of those museums, like we've gone to the Sun Records in Memphis, which is a lot like your RCA, right? We've gone to Sun Records. We've done that. We saw where Martin Luther King was shot. And and that's all really fun and interesting. But unless you have the mental capacity and the... Um, Process the history. Yeah, the focus just to absorb it for hours and hours. It's like, this was cool. I want to get back to where the music is. I want to get back to where the action is um, because I like, I mean, like I could spend hour, I could do that at Graceland, but if I'm, if it's between Beale Street in Memphis and RCA Museum or Sun Records or any of these other museums, I want to, I want to be at Beale Street. I want to hear these random people playing music and, you know. Yeah, maybe, I'm an immediate gratification guy. Yeah, I want it right now. I don't want it. people like Curly, seven foot four Curly or whatever his name is. Jacques. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny. So, Remember I told you that I met a guy named Tiny who was the same size as that guy and he played the Hammond B3 organ at B.B. King's on Beale Street. Like, I want to go do that. Yeah, meeting people is what it's about. I think, I think I'm not quite sure. I haven't decided yet, but between New Orleans and Nashville, I think Nashville might get the nod on which town is cooler to go hang out in. Mm, Well, I haven't been in New Orleans since 95. I've been in New Orleans like two, three times. I've been in Nashville twice in the last 60 days. And maybe it's recency bias. It could be, but let's take you to Memphis. It is in New Orleans. Fucks. Let's take you to Memphis, and then you can make like a real like. Do you do any blues at all? I, I I'll mess with blues a little bit. Stapleton is fucking blues. Yeah, 
Yeah. Y'all mess with blues a little bit. Unless you've been to BB Kings on Beale Street, man. I've been to BB Kings on on Bourbon Street. Nah, it's not the same. But the first time I went, it was open. The second time I went after COVID, it was locked up. It had plywood all over the windows. Probably still locked up. Was that post a certain hurricane or? No, it was closed because of COVID. Because they couldn't keep it open and couldn't sustain it because it was big. First time I went was super cool. Met a dude named Colin. Nicknamed him Colin Klein. No way. Not the little half arms. Yeah, I got a picture of him. He had little half arms. It was the baddest bartender we met in New Orleans. That's awesome. Had little T Rex arms and shit. For those drinks around. For those people that don't know who Colin Klein is, he is a K State quarterback, historic K State quarterback. Hey, by the way. Speaking He's of offensive coordinator, yeah, that too. Did you hear that Howard, um, our current quarterback, beat out mm, a bunch of records on Saturday? Yeah, they say touchdown records and this and that. I'm like, I said at the very first season, this fucking guy was playing. Like, this guy is something. Give him a chance, and nobody would listen to me. He was behind Martinez. Mm. Nobody was behind Martinez. Well, so rewinding a little bit. So we get to the CMAs. We're early. We're there like five thirty. Can't get in. We go across the street. Go have a beer. I look over. People are starting to move in to the venue. I'm like, okay, man, we can move. We can move. We can get in there. We get in the line to go in. There's a sign that says "Clear Bags Only." Mm. <laughs> Here Tom, was a little. Remember, remember how your aunt back in the in the eighties had the little cigarette pack, the, yep. you know, the leather cigarette with thing the little, that carried a cigarette with, or lighter, and with, her, yeah, the little hook, and you flip it open, and uh-huh. yeah, the old thumb finger Willie. I carried that so I could put like I had my ID and my cash and my cigarettes. So hot mama had one of those that kind of threw over her shoulder. The other, the other female that was with us had a little tiny purse that wasn't huge, but it wasn't getting through that line. I'm like, okay, well, if we can't get through here, where's the other line? And they pointed, and it would have been the equivalent of all the way around the Sprint Center for so, security to check bags, right? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. So we go get in that line, and we're shaking our heads like, man, how's this going to work? Hot mama gets the idea. She goes, I got this. She, take her, she takes her phone out, hands it to me, and her, and her heaters, of course, hands them to me, puts her shit inside the other girl's shit, and says, I'll be back. And she leaves. <laughs> you guys are so resourceful. It's ridiculous. Yeah, she leaves. And I'm like, what the fuck, over? And the dude I'm with looks at me and goes, how are we going to find her? I'm like, she'll find us. It'll be good. We stay in the line just in case shit doesn't work out. All of a sudden, I hear a whistle, and my ears perk up. Because you know that whistle coming a mile I know the, away. I know the whistle. It's the neighborhood whistle from the kids in the day. <laughs> and I hear, hey, Woodbury. She had talked the chick from the bar we were into across the street. Put, put, put this behind the bar. I'll pay you $20 when I come back. I'll give you $20. Give me my purse back. That way I don't have to check my shit. Do we skip 4,000 people in a line? So she left her purse with strangers at the bar. 
100, put her shit inside the other chick's shit. I got her phone in my hand, and about the time she leaves, the dude I'm with is like, how are we going to find her? I'm like, she'll find me. But but it stayed there through the whole CMAs? Two minutes, yep. Two minutes later, I hear the whistle. Boom. We go get in the clear bag line, walk in, no problem. Of course, I get checked. Everybody else went through. I got checked. I had to get frisked. Yeah, well, you looked shady, probably. I'm sure. Borderline body cavity search and this and that. You had a suit on, and it was right back in. Handed old girl at the bar twenty dollars and got the purses back. (laughs) No, no fraudulent charges, nothing like that on the credit cards or the debit cards or nothing like that. That's brave. That's resourceful. It is resourceful. That's one of my favorite ways to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make that happen. Um, yeah, she's actually pretty good at that shit. And also, she's really good at, like, getting you to do things that without, like, she's not manipulative. Manipulative. For the moment. She's just like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And it's not anything malicious. It's always about, like, well, I just want to take care of somebody or I want to have a good time or I just need a minute for something. Um, with the exception of when she... Got silly when you guys all went to Dave Chappelle, but <laughs> <laughs> well, or Halloween. <laughs> but but honestly, she wasn't. Your like, fucking wine. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying opening another bottle right now. I was trying to do it quietly. <laughs> just do it. Be like Nike. Just fucking do it. <laughs> I just I have the chintzy little cheapy fucking opener down here. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty resourceful. Oh, it's brilliant. But I would be like. I would, I would, you know, I don't, I have wicked trust issues. We would have been standing in line for an hour and then having to go through full pat me down. Because otherwise you had to go way back to the hotel and drop all that shit off and everything else, right? Oh no, that wasn't an option. I saw chicks throw fucking thousand dollar purses in the garbage because she tried to go get one. She goes, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she was going to reach her arm in the trash can and pull out this bitch's purse. I said, what the fuck are you doing? Absolutely not. She goes, you know how much that costs? Yeah. I said, I don't care. We're not that. We're not those people. Yeah. Well, you could have sold it to me. I'd have bought a cheaper Louis Vuitton or Gucci or some Chanel or something. Plan accordingly. (laughs) Or have a better hustle. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so I can check the uh, $20 hold my purse gimmick off the list. (laughs) What else is on your list? Uh, White boy Rick. What's a white boy Rick? White boy Rick is when you're standing in a crosswalk and you got the red dude that says don't walk. When it turns white that says you can go. White boy Rick that gets everybody's attention that's not paying attention at the stop sign to turn around and walk across the road. Because you've been in a situation like me when your kid gets hit by a car in a crosswalk, you don't jaywalk, man. I ain't running across streets in the middle of the street. I'm going to crosswalk and I'm waiting until the white guy comes up on the fucking sign that says you can cross at the appropriate crosswalk, correct? Oh, I jaywalked today. No, white boy Rick. That's what that is. The <laughs> I saw the white guy. Boy Rick. I saw the guy like hundreds of yards away and then i was like look look well i'm going i could even walk casually and then i see him like speed up just to be a dick 
today. And I'm like, I'm just trying to go meet a person at a coffee shop for fuck's sake. You don't have to run me over just to be a dick. No, no. If you can't do it at Seco Park in Candlewood, you can't do it on Broadway. There there will be no random running across the streets when you're with me. We go to appropriate crosswalks and we wait for the appropriate signs to where we can cross. That way, if somebody hits me, I can cash a check. (laughs) And I'm not just here to cash checks, but I don't want to get hit by a fucking car for bullshit crossings. You know what I'm saying? Your logic is undeniable. Yeah. I mean, it happens to you once. It makes you think because I've jaywalked for forty-five years. Can't get hit by a car. Nope. I uh, I obey fucking pedestrian rules. Now, your logic is undeniable. Yeah, your logic what it is. is undeniable. Do you know that movie? Your logic is undeniable. No, say. Uh, I think it's iRobot. Your logic yeah. is undeniable. Probably it sounds like a robot. It is iRobot. Do you remember that movie? Will Smith and the robots it is take Will over. Smith. Yeah, the AI robots take over and try to kill you, everybody. Yeah. Is what your, I have left on my list? Is Food. Your, is your lighter broken? Is Food. That, is no. Clicky. No, it's lighter? my ink pen. Oh, your ink pen. Yeah, it's my ink pen. Food. We the palm. The palm is fucking unbelievable. So this feels like a celebrity. The Palm Nashville. Oh, oh, oh it'll blow your mind. Remember in uh, The Hangover when they're sitting there after they found Carlos and they're sitting there eating breakfast and Buddy lost his tooth and they're reaching in their pockets and shit. He goes, oh, we ate at the Palm at 1030 last night. That's why that sounds familiar. I'm like, I know it sounds familiar, but There's why? a Palm in Nashville that I ate at like. 12 years ago. I gotcha. When I was down there on a business trip, whatever. I wanted to go a month ago when we were down there. There was 14 of us. That restaurant and 14 people just doesn't fucking work. No. But there are a bunch of them. So I've heard about it from like LA. So there are a whole bunch of them. So we made a reservation and we ate there on the, the night before the CMAs. Fucking fantastic. Fantastic. It's good. You guys had sushi. You had the palm. You had velvet taco. You had. We had some badass local barbecue. Oh, you did have Nashville barbecue. Oh, we had Nashville barbecue. And buddy that we met that was friends with the people that we were with is a drummer played with Lady A. Like was a drummer for Lady A for a cup of coffee, I think. Interesting. So did they, does Nashville do sauce barbecue or vinegar? Bar- what, what's their situation? It's kind of funny that I think they're going to rename their whole menu after me, after they met me. No. Yeah. We went in there. And, you need you to know, follow up with pork, them. They got the pork and they got the chicken and they got the brisket and all this and that. And they have all this. We're in there for lunch, right? And I know what I want. I want some of everything. And I'm like, where's the three meat willy at? She's like, what? I'm like, I want three meat willy. We don't have that. I'm like, well, you need to make that. Meaning like a brisket, a a burn in. A brisket, a a turkey, a pulled pork. Right. And I need need, And they had fried catfish on the side because you're in. You're in Nashville, you can get catfish. That's standard procedure here. You get a side of catfish for like $3. 
So I, I nicknamed it the Three Me Willie. And <laughs> of this, course you did. We sat at the bar, and the bartender, dude, she was cool as shit. Her name was uh, Katie. We called her Jackalope. I think I named her Katie's Way. Some shit like that. So when our food came out, the the cook came from the back. He goes, I got three me Willie here. I mean, they like renamed the whole thing. We were going to call them the next day and get them on the phone and say we want a three me Willie and see if they had it on the phone. But we were kind of drunk and we forgot. Yeah, but you need to do that now. At, uh, and, and then also, and they would know exactly who I am because I said, "You need to make a picture of me and put me up on the wall." Because when you redo all your menus and shit and put the three me Willie on there, you need to acknowledge me. Well, I was going to say, and also, like, we need to know the name and their IG handle so we can tag them all. Uh, I'll get that. Yeah, figure. figure I get like, that for sure. All these people we need to tag. In the episode, because I, I didn't like, I didn't tag Jelly Roll in the um, season in the bonus episode drop, but but I can always go back and edit it. But I mean, we should because especially since I post it on Twitter, every time I we do a podcast, I post it on my Twitter handle, which is whatever it is. I don't even. Yeah, know. I already reposted that one. Yeah, yeah. So. We should do yeah, that. Yeah, three meat willy was a deal. The the barbecue was a deal. And the sushi, oh my God. The ride to the sushi. This motherfucker turned our Uber into a nightclub. I, I got that. Well, I posted that on Instagram at TNT Fridays again. So um, two blocks into the yeah. ride, this dude felt the vibe. That one was pretty good. And turned it into a nightclub. Yeah. Were you in a minivan or what were you in? I <laughs> I think it was a minivan. I think there was some sliding doors on the side. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I think it was a minivan. But we get to the we get to the Japanese store, right? And we sit down, and they hand out these menus, and they got the sake menus. They're like 15 pages deep. And I just look and I see oyster shots, and I'm like, oh yeah, we need some of those immediately. Oh boy, when I first moved to Montana in 1995, that's what we were drinking was like. Yep. And it was an oyster and vodka. Oh, mine was tequila and it was like a prairie uh, fire with, it was like tequila, Tabasco, and oyster or something. Oh my God, man. I thought we were fucking Russian for a minute. <laughs> my, my party was not in love with me, but we ordered them. We, we, we fucking did them. Vodka that, that, and oyster and that's it? Like no lime or lemon or nothing. I don't remember salt or I don't. I don't. Know. I, don't I, I can't remember. I don't know what goes. But go, I know we had like what goes with that? Tw- twelve rolls, maybe some. And I wanted another one, and they brought it out, and it wasn't the right one. And I made them bring out another one that was the right one, so we ate another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think those fish were swimming that morning and they got flown into Nashville that night. I think I remember texting you saying, be careful with shrimp and shellfish and alcohol because <sighs> that can sometimes like cause a, a, a reaction inside the gut that makes you vomit profusely. And you're like, oh, I'm good. And you were fine. Yeah, it was it was all good. 
It was all good. The oyster shots kind of set everybody over the top a little bit, but we kept going. They didn't have any American beer. It was all Japanese beer. Well, and it wasn't like Kieran and shit like that. You know, I've been uh, so in when I go in my hot box in the morning. I've been stuck on these Netflix um, Korean cooking shows. So they're like Korean um, broth, Korean booze like whatever and they're always drinking this it's like sake for japanese but it's korean um soju i think it's called so i'm like now i'm like well now i gotta go start drinking this shit because they keep talking about how great it is and what they do is they sit around and they order this little bottle it's like the size of a beer bottle and then they pour each other shots and they drink a shot and then they talk and then they pour another shot and they drink a shot and they talk and they drink three bottles between like four or five normal sized humans and some larger sized humans and they start getting a little shitty. And then I'm like, okay, well now I got to start drinking soju because this looks like a lot of fun. Have you ever drank like actual sake that's not at a Manhattan, Kansas Japanese store? I have. And I've done sake bombs that are like Belfast bombers, but for sake. Oh my God. Yeah. I went one time in Denver and I said, I want some sake. But he brought me a menu that was 15 pages deep. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? And I'm scratching my head. He comes back like 10 minutes later. He goes, man, we got flights. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I like give you warm- a sake flight that will help you out. I'm like, oh, good looking out, man. It was like 40, 50 bucks, whatever. Well, you get to the left side and it. You know, it's the warm water taste uh-huh. that you get it's like, like in warm, Manhattan. Warm vodka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you go up, it tastes more like Jägermeister. Oh, barf. No. Uh-uh. Right? And as I'm going up, I'm like, well, fuck, man. I paid 50 bucks for this. So I would take a bite of sushi and I'd shoot down a shot and then I'd hit, hit my mouth with the ginger to clean it out. Yep. So I didn't have to taste it. Um, I can't, I can't, like, if I had a shot of Jägermeister right now today. Oh, I'd throw straight up. Right, right here in my basement. I'd throw right up right now. I couldn't even smell it. It's Wednesday. I'd still be burping it up like Sunday. Jägermeister is the devil. I can't. Goldschlager is the same way. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, Southern Comfort, same. No, I can't. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Narco, Narco sleepy. Can't do that. Hundred percent foul. But I, but foul. I, I think we should go try to drink soju sometime. I'm down with Korean. I'll do some bulgogi. Is it bulgogi? Bulgogi. Yeah. Korean barbecue. Yeah, oh like fuck yeah. Korean uh, beef or some shit like that. Oh, it's a Korean barbecue. It, you cook it on I your had a table. Korean buddy, I went yeah. to Junction City one time and ate a plate, but I don't remember it. So, um, and I'm about to wipe my pants again. So. These Korean, we have one more. Yeah, these Korean shows that I'm watching, they're all on Netflix. You can find them. Once you get sucked into one, then they all start popping up so you can watch them all. But they, um, so they, and I'm not going to tell the story right because I never do, but they are telling the story about how they make the soju. And it's, it's basically, they create this liquor that it's, it's essentially Everclear. And then they dilute it down and dilute it down and dilute it down. And then they put them in these green glass bottles so the country decided that um, they wanted to keep the, like, recycle the glass. 
So they made all, they eventually made all the companies have the same glass bottles. So you can Tree just, huggers. yeah, right. So you can just recycle them. But I, but I shit you not, like they, it's like a beer bottle size. And then you, and then they, they, they pour them a certain way, which is a respect thing, right? Like right, you can right. pour your own drink, you pour everybody else's, you start with your elder first, which, which I actually think this is really cool. Start with your elder first, pour everybody else's, and then you set it down and then let somebody else pour yours. And then, and then they pick the glass up and they put their other hand like to the side of it and they turn away from the table and they shoot the drink and then they turn back. And I, and I feel like, I I don't know exactly the tradition, but I feel like it's everybody but the eldest at the table that does that. It's way too much work for a drink. And they do that after the other, like it's, it's all about respect your elder? If, if you're my guest, do you go first? Well, maybe, but I think it's more about like elders. I mean, I don't know because I don't know because yeah. I'm a white girl, but um, it's there's some of... broccoli involved. <laughs> <laughs> All due respect, there's some broccoli involved. Speaking of broccoli, um, the dog, the dog is now having to go off of kibble. And so they're like, you've got to get this, you've got to get them off kibble and get them on a real food. And now we have dehydrated food that we rehydrate and it smells like, like <coughs> vegetable soup, but with a little bit of a funk. <laughs> it's kind of a deal. It is. I love them so much, but goddamn. That's kind of a deal. Let's, uh, let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about last day jetline airline situations oh we got one more we do have like a, this is the after hours yeah we got one more all right i bet 